Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. It's April 1st, and we are not kidding around today. We've got plenty of love to share and April Fool's Day matchmaking pranks that'll make you wonder if you can be tricked into love after all. I'm Sarah Wendell. I'm Alicia Rye. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring a love story to your ears every single day. Now, before we get started with our episode, I have a true story, a true compliment and review, no fooling from Instagram. And I just want to share it with everyone because it makes me so happy. So on Instagram, What a Girl Reads, which by the way, fabulous name, says of our episode with Helen Huang on the kiss quotient and love and meeting her husband, What a Girl Reads said, this love struck daily was so cute. I love Helen Huang's story about how she met her husband. Totally random question, but I wonder what form of martial arts did she take? What a girl reads. I am very excited to tell you that we found out what martial art Helen Huang was taking. And it was kendo. And if you can hear my cat, he very much supports the idea of taking some kendo. So that is the martial art. But thank you, what a girl reads. You're fabulous. I love that. It's so nice when people say nice things about us. It is really nice. I like it. But happy April Fool's Day. 
Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have strong positive feelings about April Fool's. I have and strong I- negative feelings about April Fool's. <laughs> All right. So tell me what you don't like about it. I, I'm i very naive. Like, I'm very gullible. <laughs> okay, I get it. I believe everything. And so I feel like this stays like a personal attack on me. Because I no. get very like your your tricks are fine because I'm like, I know they're, com- you know, you like, know I know the website. Yeah. I know the website's coming. I know it's going to happen. But like I, I just I feel like I believe everything anybody tells me for the most part. So yep. I'm always like shocked when they're like, surprise. And I'm like, nah, I hated that. Like I can tell you and and this is very hard living with somebody who like Kai loves not necessarily pranks, but he likes to get me. Like, can yeah. I tell you the first thing he said when he like proposed on a, on a boat? Like, I he opened and he's like, "You didn't see that coming, did you? Did you see it coming? Did you know it was coming?" I was like, "No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm fine. You got me." He's like, "Yeah, I got you." <laughs> like, it's it, like that's his whole mindset, and it's so. For example, like, and they're always good natured pranks. Like, they're silly. Like one time he was. We were in bed and he was like putting the TV on and I'm always amazed at what Alexa can do because I never had an Alexa. And so Alexa, like it was the first time I was introduced to Alexa was with him and he was like, Alexa, turn on the TV, which it can do. And then he's like, Alexa, open Netflix and it like opened it. And he's like, Alexa, navigate to this. And it like went to it. And I was like, that's so cool that Alexa can do all that. And I was like, I have the remote in my hand. I'm joking. <laughs> like, this is not- Okay, first of all, I think you and I, you and I need to prank him. I think we do. I think we do. So set up an Alexa at your wedding, uh-huh. like but like uh-huh. behind the efficient, whoever's marrying you. Okay. And then mm-hmm. we can set up audio and be like, Alexa, will you marry us? Kai, do you <laughs> accept Alicia? <laughs> Have him be like, what the hell? That's actually not a bad idea, but like, I hate April Fool. All right. (laughs) Well, see, I love April Fools. So, Smart Bitches began on January 31st, 2005. So, on April 1st, we Mm -hmm. had just started the site. It was brand new. It was a blog about romance novels. We had a small audience growing and we changed the whole front of the site to Smart Bitches Who Love Fluffy Bunnies. And we reviewed pictures of rabbits. It was completely random. And people were like, what is, oh, it's It's April Fool's. Ever (laughs) since then, every April Fool's, we have Mm -hmm. a, uh, basically a dummy front of the site. And I have done Mm. so many different April Fool's Day pranks. One time we got bought by Amazon. I remember that one. One time I did a, a wristwatch wearable that would let you stop time so you could read more. We've done subscription boxes uh, in 2020 because the lockdowns had just happened. We did weight of the world blankets where we remove the weight of the world from you so you can read more. (laughs) Uh, This year, it is April 1st when this episode airs. So I can tell you that we are launching our own cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, because I don't know if you've noticed the language (laughs) of cryptocurrency is hilarious and dense and so suggestive. And I can make jokes about hot wallets all day, which is basically what I did. But I prepare, (laughs) like I write the April Fool's content two weeks in advance. We design a front page for the site. Like it's a technological production. And I will tell you. Yeah, that does sound like production. My April Fool's rules. Okay. Okay. What are they? Rule number one, a good prank Mm -hmm. lets everyone in on the joke. So that the okay. minute you realize that you've been fooled, you are included in the joke. It is not at your expense. 
It is to make you feel included. It's not about mm-hmm. humiliating anybody. It's not about cruelty. It's like when you hear a really good, bad pun, when you go, oh, mm. I just got that. That moment of I got yeah. the joke, that should feel somewhat pleasurable and not like creepy or shameful. Rule number two, an effective April Fool's prank is just mm-hmm. this side of plausible. It is just possible like wait a minute are they actually creating their own cryptocurrency Mm. we also have non-fuckable tokens by the way (laughs) so it's not so outlandish that you're like oh okay sure right Mm -hmm." so the rules are that a good prank lets everyone in on the joke that getting the joke doesn't feel gross and that the joke itself is just possible. Maybe this is happening. Oh, wait, could this be real? Because if it's rooted in some form of specificity, then people might believe it. But I have another great prank story for you today Mm. about an MIT freshman who tried to prank the entire Harvard student body by setting up a fake dating service and ended up making real matches in the process. So a little dude named Liam started a fake dating app as a prank for Harvard students, built it in his MIT dorm room, but it legitimately <laughs> took off. Like people are like, this is great. I mean, you saw yeah. Facebook happen. What, what, yeah. Why wouldn't there be a dating app? The Harvard marriage <laughs> pact was modeled off of a real service called Marriage Pact, which matches students with backup spouses. So already you're kind of like, oh, wait a minute here. It was a joke. There was this super long questionnaire to find a spouse, and they didn't think anyone would actually fill it out. Clearly, they've never met people who have signed up for eHarmony because that's nine years of your life to fill out that questionnaire, if I remember correctly. roughly. But it actually, it really worked. Tons of people (laughs) responded, and poor Liam was like, well, now I got to help these people. So he had to change the name to XXXEXEXEX, and he wrote an algorithm based on the stable marriage problem, which is a theory that your ex's ex's ex is your perfect match. I feel like I need to diagram that. So your ex's... Right? Okay. So everyone get your whiteboards and your Your dry erase markers. Your ex's 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 ex is your perfect match. So... It's kind of like, so Hinge is based on who you're connected to through social media, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the opposite of that. Like, this is just like removing two doors from the frames and whoever's in the third room, that's your perfect match. Well, that kind of makes sense if you think about it, because your your ex's ex probably has similar taste to you. Right. It's like the romance version of the enemy of my enemy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So... You had some compatibility with somebody. Right. And they had some compatibility with somebody. And Maybe that third somebody had is your somebody. perfect yeah. match. <laughs> oh, my yeah, god! That, that third that's, somebody is your perfect that's match. That's a very interesting theory. I have heard – so Hinge started out as um, – it was your Facebook friends, like friends right. of your friends. So you would have one degree of connection separation from them. And that was how it was in the beginning. And I know my cousin met his wife through it then. And one of the things that they – really loved was that they had one person in common and so they could both ask that person about each other to yeah. <laughs> before they even went on the date. So let's talk shit right. about our yeah. so I, I that actually bonds us together. <laughs> I think that level of familiarity does does really work for for some people. So that's really interesting though. 
Never heard of that. And I mean, a lot of the people that you're connected with on Facebook are people with whom you had either a con- of like an right. actual connection, yeah. like you worked together or you went to school together or you resided yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. place. So there's something that's going to connect you with people. So similar, similar ideas. Yeah. Wow. Really cool. Yeah. Well, the freshman class group chat, which... <laughs> I love the fact that those are four words I just said. The freshman class group chat was like, this is a scam. Mm -hmm. They took our info and they ran with it. And other students were like, you know, I'm not so worried about the data I shared. And uh, I would probably use this as an option to match people. And actual people got matched together. Can you believe that? That's so cool. So do you think that the idea that your ex's ex's ex is your perfect match? Is that a valid algorithm? I mean, you've written about dating apps. What do you um, think? I think that that's an interesting algorithm. Uh, I, I do think that your ex is your ex for a reason. Oh, I should say right. so. And so, and their ex might be an <laughs> ex for a reason. But I, I genuinely just yes. think like it helps when you have people in common. So I bet when it's your ex's ex's ex, you probably have some mutual mm-hmm. friends overlapping in that circle, most likely. And I do think that that is an indicator for success. It's not the only indicator, obviously, for success. Lots of people are complete strangers and have nobody in common yeah, and nothing in common. But I do think the idea that you have something shared between you two, like a shared universe, and whether that's Mm -hmm. a person or a place. Like I can tell you one time, uh, there's this place in San Diego that I always go to. It has really good lobster mac and cheese back in the days when I could tolerate lactose a while ago um i used to go there oh, i know it was it was a, but it's a bar and grill and i used to go there and uh hang out there whenever i was in san diego and kai and i when we first started dating we went down to san diego and he was like oh there's this bar i really like i used to like to go there and watch sports and i was like oh cool <laughs> and we went there and i was like this is the bar i always go to when we're downtown so this is a yeah, your I was like, bar but, this is yeah, my I was like, this bar. Is the bar i wanted to take you to so it, it's i think when you have some sort of shared interest or commonality, whether it's a person or a place, I think it does help in terms of sort of cementing your relationship and saying like, okay, this is like sort of meant to be. And whether that's psychological or or not, I don't know. Yeah. I think that as you grow and evolve, you sort of hone some parts of yourself Mm. and discard other parts and old habits and things that aren't working. And the things that you keep might bring you more in common with people who used to be with people yeah. you were with. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like celebrity stories about these two people got divorced and they married each other's exes. That's true. Yeah, that's really, that really true. I just think there's a new rom-com about that. I haven't seen it yet. And I'm not sure if that's the the bond of having gone through the trauma of a very public celebrity yeah. breakup and that this person understands or maybe you just have a lot in common because the ex of your ex is your perfect mm-hmm. match. Yeah, true, true, true. Yep. Sarah, what is your love to go from this April Fool's prank turned good? It's a very wholesome April Fool's prank. It's very wholesome. That's what you want your April Fool's pranks to be. You want them to be wholesome and inclusive and silly. I'm a big fan of silly. Mm -hmm. So my love to go today on April Fool's is try to make somebody laugh in a good way today. Especially yourself. Not at their expense. Never at someone's expense. Let them in on the joke and laugh together. It's the best way. We would love to hear your favorite April Fool's Day prank. You should totally email me because I, I need I need ideas for next year. I mean, <laughs> I think about this all year. Like April Fool's I bet is you a do. big holiday for me. I, I have a list. I have a list of options. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of thinking. 
So if you've got ideas for April Fool's Day pranks, I want you to email me at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. And you can follow us on Instagram at lovestruckdaily. You can go to my website, which is smartbitchestrashybooks.com and buy some bitch coin. Not really. It's not real. And we would love for you to like and review and subscribe and tell a friend and just open the window and yell about our podcast. But don't scare your neighbors. We would love to spread the word and bring more love and happiness and silliness to people's days. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios and Jillian Davis with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. And we wish you a very happy, silly, happily ever after. 